Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the East West Crime Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Christine Costa Coast Silva. My man Ash gave me that. Thank you, sir. Guys, we are coming to you live from South Carolina. It's humid here. My bones love it. My sleep is still off. I wake up at 7 like, you know, normal people now instead of like a vampire at 3 and 4 in the morning. It's throwing me off, though. I do my best work while the world is asleep. Balance. Finding the balance. I'm in the process in so many ways. Balance. Adjusting. Welcome to our new listeners in Kenya, Cameroon. Where's that? Greece, Guadalajara, Slovenka, Slavanka. How'd you guys find me? I can't fucking take it. Shout out to an old friend in Hayward, Miss Karen. I hope you're doing good, dog. Thanks so much for being here. It's an honor to have you, everyone, all over the globe. Thank you. Today, guys, we got some, we got some of our travels across the country through the 12 states. I'm still having trouble putting it all together into words and articulating it properly. But the sights we saw, the people we met, the things we saw, overall, like I said last week, America is a beautiful country. It's a beautiful land. We'll get into some of that, like I said. But today we're going to get into some politicians. The very first Housewives of Fox News segment. I invented that. Hashtag Victor. <laughs> and you know what? Whatever else I feel like throwing into the kitchen sink, I shall. Why? Because that's how I roll, man. It's fun that way, right? You never know what you're going to get. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Side note, before we get into it, shout out to all the people in the San Francisco motherfucking Bay Area, that's California. Check this out, I got an email from Sarah over at the Media Group that supports us here at the East West Crime Podcast, Analytics. But here's what we know, facts. Last quarter, the most downloads of the East West Crime Podcast listeners in 33 countries. I think it's 33. Maybe it's more now. I don't know. But the most downloads came from my hometown in Fremont, California. Hell yes. Hashtag Fremont strong. The 17th largest city in California. Hell fucking yes. I got you guys. Number one episodes are Mayor Lily May and her shenanigans and these new candidates running for state senate seat. Aisha Wahab and Jaime Zapata, you guys check them out, please. Madam Mayor, please resign your position for the campaign violations. Shit you got yourself into, ma'am. That shit goes on at the national level and you, London Breed, all you guys got that shit going on at the mayor's level. Both you ladies gotta go. Sorry, not sorry. You're embarrassing women. You're embarrassing Democrats. The balls on these bras, man. Bali Gutierrez. If you don't know who the Sopranos are, you don't know history. Folks all over the world, there is a new series or movie. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's due out October 1st. Hmm. That's my nephew, Andrew's birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew. But it's called The Many Saints of Newark. It looks at a young Tony Soprano's life as a teenager. And it stars Matthew Gandolfini as a young Tony. James Gandolfini's son. Rest in peace, sir. You were the real king. Guys, this is a David Chase production, so you know it's going to be legit. Not some knockoff Friday the 13th, 33. Brought to you by Crapper Productions. October 1st, you guys. I can't wait. Tell me what you think, because I'll be watching too. Anyways, back home now. Thanks for being here, Fremont, and the entire Bay Area. Hashtag Raider Nation. And I don't care what anybody says or how often they win or lose. Tom in Seattle. Raider Nation for life. When it's their turn, it's their turn for Oakland too. Hashtag Kamala Harris. Have you guys seen the new stadium in Las Vegas? Shout out to my cousin James who drove down there and posted some clips from one of the preseason games. 
state-of-the-art facility. Only the best for the silver and black, okay? Welcome to the Black Hole, Las Vegas. That's how we roll in the Bay Area. We're all friends. Welcome aboard. Am I right, guys? Thanks for being here, everybody. Everybody from home. And thanks for spreading the word. We will keep these politicians' feet to the fire because I'm fucking tired of it. All of it. And so is everybody else who is not gaming the system and fucking over the everyday Joe like myself. I got this, you guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. To see my hometown at the top of the downloads every month, this is the first month, but I'm sure it's going to continue. The Bay Area is 9 million strong, and it starts at home first. Calling shit out, man. You politicians ain't going to get away with it. But I'm honored to have my hometown at the top of the charts right now, this minute, as we speak. Shout out to Doug for the motivation to walk and to kick the coffee and the Diet Coke. Kick them to the curb. That's what I've done, man. Straight water, H2O. Thank you so much. I'm wrapping up my physical therapy. Ramping up, ramping, because we're getting to the next level, man. And it's a lot of work lubing up my bones and my body. And, you know, it's about that H2O, guys. Sweet, sweet water. That click went off, Doug, to move the needle. You guys got to move the needle too, man. Everybody has to. Otherwise, you're stagnant. You look great, Doug. I see that 16 pounds. Boom, it's gone. But here I come, brother. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for everybody. Nature boy, Ric Flair right there. (laughs) All right, you guys. Welcome to the East-West Grind. Welcome to the show. Let's get her done. All right, you guys. Let's get into the show. And before we roll with the show, let's give that love and respect over to BNS Body and Soul Botanica. Take it away, Ash. Well, here we are, you guys, four months post-op, major, major O-R-I-F surgery, and I am walking. Nobody knows what to do with me or how how I achieved this at 51 and so quickly. Dr. Cook at Kaiser in San Leandro is shocked and so happy that I am back into my yoga and meditation and stretching, walking. Swimming. I love swimming, albeit it's slow out the gate. Four months non-weight bearing. Yeah, I'm a bit slow. But slow and steady won the race, you guys. You know what I mean. My ankle comrades ask me, what are you doing? How are you walking already? People in their 20s, same surgery. All I can say is I've been using Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica and I consistently do my stretches and yoga and physical therapy. I spend two hours a day in the bathroom with a portable sauna stretching and balancing and working my ankle and my hips, my knees, my lower back. And guess what, you guys? It's that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica that I am using on all those areas that have been asleep while I've been off my feet all these months. Every day I feel stronger and my groove is coming back. Folks, I'm a firm believer that Miracle Sports Cream from Body and Soul Botanica played a huge role in my healing. And as I've said in the past, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream will be the only topical cream I use for aches and pains moving forward and in my life. I'm getting back to my life pre-COVID and pre-surgery. It really is a miracle, you guys. If you haven't already tried this product, this Miracle Sports Cream, guys, give it a shot. Everybody I know that uses it swears by it, just like me. And check this out, guys. Body and Soul features all-natural plant-based products that are not only good for your body and soul. I just did a hot soak in the eucalyptic bath products. Uh, Trust me. You'll see what I'm talking about. It is so relaxing. But guys, not only are the products at Body and Soul good for your body and soul, they smell fabulous. It's got that mentholated scent that makes you feel all fresh and rejuvenated when you smell it. 
your body and bones and blood cells. You can actually feel all that good, youthful activity running through your bones and body. And remember, it's not greasy, nor does it leave that filmy coat over your skin that once it gets heated up, it becomes too hot and you got to wash it off. You follow me? No, it's not that product, you guys. Listen, guys, this is legitimate stuff. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream is the secret weapon of some of the NFL teams out there. It's what those team leaders use to get their players back from injury fast. These guys in the NFL are taking beatings. They use this product, you guys. You better get you some for those aches and pains sitting in that recliner. Folks, this Miracle Sports Cream is also the go-to product for retired professional athletes and Olympians, helping them get decades back on their legs so they can stay active, even with the wear and tear on their bodies. We all have wear and tear, you guys. Admit it. But listen, guys. Those that know me know that I do not put my name on or behind shit products. I don't do it. Okay? So remember, don't come knocking with your snake oil. This is me being real with all of you, my friends, my listeners. Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream has made a positive impact on my life and in my healing process. It's facts of my experience using it. So if you're having aches and pains in your shoulders, your knees, your lower back, or you're just coming out of the house to get active again in the community, whatever, I give you my word, friends, Body and Soul Miracle Sports Cream and products can change your life. I know, because like I said, I experienced it firsthand. The Miracle Sports Cream is 100% plant-based. See, the hippies were right. It's hemp-based. It has 11 herbal extracts that go beyond CBD to actually help your body heal itself from within, as Mother Nature intended. And check this out, you guys. We have an exclusive deal for East West Grind listeners. Go to www.bodysoulbotanical.com. We'll have the link in the show notes. And enter promo code East West Grind at checkout to get 20% off your entire order, guys. Take advantage of that 20%, you guys. Some of our listeners took advantage of that 20% and applied it to eye products and bath products from Body and Soul. I'm one of those guys. And we love it. They love it. Remember, guys, this offer is exclusive to my loyal listeners and my friends. Take advantage of it, guys. Don't let pain stop you from living your best life. Get this Miracle Sports Cream. Your body will thank you, and it helps support this podcast so we can keep bringing you these EWG East-West Grind episodes. Cool, guys? All right, cool. Once again, use promo code EASTWESTGRIND at BodyAndSoulBotanica.com and get 20% off your entire order. I promise you, you won't regret it, guys. Peace out, y'all. All right, what's up, everybody? If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're growing so fast. Everything is in the green and arrows are going up. Some in the double digits, some in the triple digits. So thanks to all the homesteaders who have been with the grind since its inception. Inception! Especially you guys. Thank you so much. You guys are helping me move the needle. And again, thank you so much. Welcome to all the newbies around the world. Let's jump in. (sighs) This has been a while. Let's talk about Ryan. My man, Ryan, you guys remember Ryan, right? That love-hate relationship I've had with that fool in Colorado. But Ryan's like, so what? Trump let out the guy that is now the leader of the now stolen country of Afghanistan. So what? And so what, Ryan says, that Trump not only let that guy out, but at, at or around the same time, Trump let out as president. 5,000 Taliban soldiers. Let them out of prison. They were in prison because they're terrorists. And Trump let them out. Why? And so what, Ryan says. So what? Obama gave clemency to a 70-something-year-old terrorist 
This is what Ryan says. And I'm thinking, this fucking dude is dumb. But Ryan and I, we break up. We get back together. Reminds me of my first boyfriend. I'm like 17 at the time, I think. But back and forth and back and forth. This fucking guy makes my blood boil. Do you hear the the jets going off? We are within listening distance of the uh, United States Air Force Base. One of them. Won't tell you where. But we're here. Anyways. Yeah, Ryan uh, makes my blood boil. On some level, I also, sometimes I feel like I'm dealing with my son. Except my son's not dumb. And my son's so much younger than Ryan. Like, a lot. Sidebar to my potential investors listening. Listen closely, y'all. Here's your pitch. I'm not feeling the sponsor chase. I'm in this for investors. No thank you, Dan Cathy's of the world. Our values do not align. God bless you, sir. But all this business stuff, that's not what I personally want to deal with. I'm trying to get my Saturday Night Fever struck back. That's a lot of work and a lot of time. It's a commitment. I'm no spring chicken. I'm 51. If I was 20, I could bounce back. But I got to work on bouncing back now. That's where I'm at. Please send your business inquiries inquiries to Dinez, D-I-N-E-Z, at eastwestgrind.com. Dinez Johnson, D-I-N-E-Z, at eastwestgrind.com. She'll tell me good business decisions or bad. Because I don't trust all you guys in the entertainment and media world. I don't trust you. I don't know you. But I know her. And she knows you. And I trust her. Make sense? Dinez at eastwestgrind.com. Into the sidebar. I listen to Joe Rogan. Sidebar to Ryan. I listen to Joe Rogan. I can follow his thought process. I don't agree with much. He's a one of those like, yeah, bro, MMA fighter, woo, bodybuilder type of guy, you know. No disrespect. That's a field I know nothing about, nor do I care to. Hashtag respect. Plus, plus, Joe Rogan's got the number one podcast. If he still holds it, I don't know, but he did. But for Joe Rogan to be so involved in the field of sports, because it's a field, and the actual activities of it all, I mean, look at him. He's how old? Hella buff. That takes work, time, right, to maintain his physique. I've watched all the fear, all the fear factors back in the day. He looks the same as he did 20 years ago. Of course, he looks like he's aged. We've all looked like we've aged, especially if we're not 20 anymore. You know, 20 to 25, you're good. 20 to 50, yeah, there's some change. But that takes work. With the physical time needed for that, to maintain his body like he does, and the mental space it takes to stay on top of that bodybuilding and MMA shits, again, respectfully. When's he got time to absorb world issues? Really? If you're getting your politics from Joe Rogan, understand his opinion is with limited knowledge. Because guess what? He's working out all day and finding out who's going to be fighting in the next pay-per-view event. So he's reading those stats and watching those films. I mean, When's he got time to educate himself with world issues and national security issues and treaties and agreements with countries that go back decades and all that shit that's involved in a field that uh, really takes, you have to go to school to learn all that shit. If I was going to Vegas to bet on a fight with Conor McGregor, which won't be for a very long time, he won't be kicking anyone, you know, with that foot for quite a long time. That's similar to what happened to me. But Conor McGregor would do better to now transition over to boxing because his hands are good. He just needs to learn the standards of boxing because MMA, I think everything outside of biting is fair game. Pretty much, right? One good swoop to that leg. Boom. 
start from scratch, and fuck that noise. Every move is methodically thought out and executed before you take a move when you have an injury like that. And I ain't taking no chances. I don't think he is either. I don't, and I don't care how many pins he got put in his leg. He should be done with the octagon unless he's desperate. Is he? I don't know, but he's hella rich. He should be set for life. But he does. He does live a bougie type of lifestyle. Like he's Crockett and Tubbs. Miami Vice. I don't know. Okay, back to Vegas. If I was going to Vegas to bet on one of those types of fights, the MMA type, I'd ask Joe Rogan who to bet on. And I'd take his advice there. Politically, no way. And he's doing damage because of his audience size. He's doing damage by bringing jokers like Ben Shapiro, who are lawyers and opera singers, Hey, Ben, when's he got time to study world problems between legal jargon and pretending he's Liberace? And these guys talk about how Dr. Fauci's ratings are low and he's no good. What ratings? You think he's lost his degrees and his credibility and contribution to the world of infectious diseases? 50-something years? Because Trump gave him a thumbs down or Ron DeSantis is selling beer koozies for a quick buck that say, don't Fauci my Florida prostitution hoa. That's my guilty pleasure. The housewives of New Jersey. But don't talk to me about Dr. Fauci. He's reacting to the changing door of this virus and going off of statistics and rises and falls per City, per county, per state. You don't read that shit. He does. And then he informs the country what we should do with those statistics. You think I'm going to listen to a sommelier or a bartender about Dr. Fauci's credibility? Shut up. Get your shot. But how would these two guys, Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro, like it if Dr. Fauci went into the gym, for example, and told, told you, Joe Rogan, excuse me, Joe, your form is incorrect. You'd be like, fuck you, Dr. Fauci. I've been lifting weights for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. Well, guess what, Biff? 50 years and world-renowned infectious disease doctor, Dr. Fauci. Or how would you like it? Ben Shapiro, if Dr. Fauci told you you needed to work on your throat muscles for the opera you'd be singing, how many years have you studied law, Ben Shapiro, and instruments and singing and practiced and da-da-da-da-da, everything that goes into you being an expert in the legal field and probably in, I don't know, band, I don't know, but definitely opera. Those are fields that a Dr. Fauci would take advice from you on. Dr. Fauci, infectious disease, 50 years. I'll take his word over any of you bozos. Okay. Okay, back to Ryan in Colorado. He's coming along. In the beginning of this East-West grind some six, seven months ago, Ryan was a proud Trump-wearing rally-going, own-watching, Breitbart-sharing Republican. And we go at it. We still do. But I know Ryan. I know him to be a real person. He used to work with Dinez. But this guy was in the jungle, deep, for about 18 months since we started talking politics. Ryan was the guy waiting for all 60 judges to throw Rudy Giuliani's 
cousin marrying ass out on his keister out of every judge, every court, bing, bang, boom, give us back your license. All over that stolen election bullshit. Because with Ryan, one, two, ten, twenty times wasn't enough. That's how deep Ryan was in. Now Ryan's like, Rudy's all gossip. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. Here's Rudy Giuliani. Maury's wigs, they don't come off. Oh, Henry boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. If you ain't seen Goodfellas, you better turn this shit off and go watch that right now. But Ryan was waiting and hoping that something would save, one of those court things would save Trump's ass. Fast forward to now. Now Ryan's like, they're all gossipers. And I'm like, 10 months ago, you were like, save the clock tower, Rudy. It's all in the beginning episodes of the East-West Grind, my frustrations with this person. Well, here's Ryan's 15 minutes. He's single, ready to mingle. He's still on the Trump train, but maintains he's always, always been an independent, but sent me pictures from a Trump tailgate party or rally, whatever. Our arguments now, after these 16, 18 months, involve sources like NBC and Forbes and local credible newspapers, not trash rags, not Chanel Rion, the groupie reporting live from the lawn of the White House during the Trump administration. That's not news. That's the National Enquirer. Sorry, not sorry. It's the truth. So Ryan, the independent, an independent thinker, Ryan will always vote Republican because he's he's a personal responsibility conservative. Ryan is not a homophobe or a racist. He's just dumb, respectfully and with care. He doesn't understand the trans movement, and that's for a trans to teach him if he's ever open, you know, if he's ever going to open up to learning about it, because I can't understand that plight, plight, plight. Is that the right word? For me, though, for me, I can only treat everyone else the same way, everyone the same way, and respect their needs and wants. This whole they, them, him, her, I'm catching on. It's new, but isn't they plural in reference to one? I don't understand it all the way yet. Anyways, for me, treating people equally, that's just the right thing to do. And the right thing to do may be different for me versus other people. Do each his own. As long as you're not an asshole about it, hold your values. I don't care. If you're an asshole to me or others in front of me, I'm going to ask you why you're an asshole, because I'm genuinely curious, especially if you're my age, 50, 51, 40 something, and you're an asshole. I'm curious why, because at 51, life has already bitch slapped you like 10 times over. You have life experience. And if the, oh shit, I get it now. If that hasn't gone off in your head by now and you're still just an asshole, then you're blaming everybody but yourself for why you're an asshole. That's called baggage, man. Let that shit go. I wanted apple juice as a kid. My mom gave me orange juice. That's so dumb. At that point, you just want to be mad. And when I was an asshole, because like I said, we've all been assholes, at some point in this journey, some would consider me an asshole. I say I'm just not oblivious. But when I was an asshole, it was all ego-driven and insecurities. That's it. That's all it is. 50 is too old to be an asshole. If you're over 30 and you have a man bun, chances are you're an asshole. It's been my experience. Now back to Ryan. Don't send me any emails about calling Ryan or anyone else dumb. Like I said earlier, it's five, six years in now with Trump and, you know, the, the National Enquirer rag mags that took over for these, you know, five, six years. I went through that phase of giving people a past. It's exhausting and circular to talk to people 
so out of touch with reality. At this point, after everything that's happened and is still happening, it's a choice to follow the lies and the conspiracies. Out of ego. Is that why you stay? I don't know. I get dummies hitting me up, hitting my DMs, my emails with Pizzagate shit. And I just got to go, fuck. I don't care anymore, my friends. If that is you, Pizzagate or Frank Gallagher TV, my pillow, you are the fringe. You are the target. Or you are a bot. It's a character issue with Trump and Bannon and all these guys, Shapiro, Bongino. Yeah, take medical advice from Dan Bongino rather than Dr. Fauci. Go ahead. But Trump and all these guys and their businesses and their freedoms all hang in the balance. And it's not because of the media or the Dems. The legal system is not controlled by the media or the Dems. Think. That is why I keep Ryan on the teat. He's not the guy at the January 6th barbecue. The January 6th barbecue. Or the insurrection. Ryan's just misinformed. And bro-y. What's up, bro? But he's coming around. Some days yes, some days no. Right now I'm mad at him. Dude has an ego the size of Nueve Yorka. But that's where I'm at with Ryan. So, uh, now I'm bored with it, so... Until next time, young Ryan. All right, let's get into politicians. Why Kamala Harris and not Liz Warren? I respect them both. I'd vote for them both. But why Kamala Harris? Because she's relatable. Liz Warren needs to be director of HUD. I'd vote for Liz Warren if she ran for president again. But I don't think, uh, I honestly don't think that the Dems would give her the nod. And some people are like, oh, you know, look at Kamala Harris. She dated Slick Willie and that's how she got to the top. That's so dumb. Did anyone out there listening to this podcast anywhere all over the world, did you ever date anyone from work? Yeah, pretty much everybody. Uh, Yeah, keep your hand. I see you in the back there, too. Everybody has dated somebody from work. And I get Liz Warren is one of the best. She is. She's a great leader. That's why she's in the Senate. But she, too, is imperfect. She's a brilliant woman. Was the highest paid professor at one of the most prestigious schools in the country. Good for her. I salute. Why didn't she teach? at inner city schools to students who are not privileged, like the people that go to Harvard. She's fantastic, but she's not perfect either. Bill Maher talks about this purity test. There are real enemies out there. Have you seen a Republican debate? The zombies are in the mall. I'm telling you, this is going to be the death of liberals, this nitpicky, intramural attacking of friends for insufficient purity, compulsively cleaning up a little corner of the room that's already quite clean, while there are giant piles of shit everywhere else. Last year, uh, social justice warriors swarmed on Matt Damon for saying gay actors should not be defined by their sexuality, which was interpreted as him saying gay actors should stay in the closet. The Daily Beast screamed, shut up, Matt Damon. Washington Post, he's got Damon's planning to do. (laughs) And Vox said, Matt Damon isn't a terrible person, he's just ignorant. Right. The real obstacle to gays achieving equality is Matt Damon. (laughs) In fact, he's such a homophobe, he fucked Liberace. (laughs) Last year, Dolce and Gabbana got their gay tit caught in the liberal ringer when... (laughs) 
when they expressed one conservative view on artificial insemination, and this week, oh, they fucked up again. But luckily, the brave virtual vigilantes of the internet were there to condemn these two evil old queens for, get this crime, selling a shoe that they're calling a slave sandal. (gasps) But look at it, it's a happy slave sandal. Now, clearly, they should update the name and call it an intern sandal. (laughs) But but in this month, when we found out that 20% of Trump voters believed that the end of slavery itself was a bad idea, this is what motivates you to write a scathing blog post, a thoughtlessly named shoe... Well, hold on to your hats, guys, because right now, I'm wearing black loafers. I met someone recently that said, this woman came up to me and asked me if I was Muslim. That's racist, she said. I asked, is it? I don't know. What was she? I said, was she? What was her ethnicity? You you know, was she Muslim? So, and she's like, yeah, she was Muslim. So... A Muslim person asking someone else that looks like they could be of Muslim faith, if they are in fact Muslim, is now considered racism too. Do you follow me? A Muslim person asking someone who looks like they could be Muslim, just asking the question, are you Muslim, is now racist. Do you see why I feel like crying right now? If someone approached me and said, are you Christian? I'd say, no. I was baptized Catholic. I wouldn't scream racist. Racism. I'd simply answer the question. If I'm missing something here, please let me know exactly what it is so I can get educated on it. It doesn't make sense to me, and I'm pretty smart. Send me whatever at info at eastwestgrind.com. Help me out, friends, because uh, I don't get it, man. I mean, I don't. I don't think we should be cheapening that word, you know, and just using it willy-nilly, man, because one, it's still happening again. And two, if you keep saying it, people are not, people are, it's like the boy that cried wolf. You know what I mean? Point it out when it's needed, but for the dumbest stuff sometimes. But back to Liz Warren and Kamala Harris. Liz Warren needs a sleep at the wheel Dr. Ben Carson's job. That's where she'd make the biggest impact for the country and would set examples and probably help out the entire world. Secretary of HUD, she's that guy. Let me give you an example, too. Here's Liz Warren when she's mad. She's like, oh, darn it. Listen to her book. She's amazing. She's that guy. And God, love her. We need more people like Liz Warren. 100% respect. Here's Kamala Harris when she's mad. What the fuck did you just say? Have you seen her question people in the Senate? She's a barracuda. When a woman takes control of the United States caste system, she must be a barracuda in converse. It takes a barracuda to take on the evil in the world, the likes of of a Putin, of a Lil' Kim, the Saudi prince, Xi Jinping, Tucker Carlson's buddy in Hungary, where he just spent a week kissing that dictator's ass. Why? Why are they doing that? They being Fox hosts and Fox Network and OWN and Newsmax, Bannon and that crackhead Mike Lindell, Bongino, Why are these guys and networks normalizing dictators to the American people, to their listeners, and to their viewers? That's not American. Why are they doing that? Birds of a feather flock together. You run around with losers, you will end up a loser. Unconsciously. Unconsciously, you will pick up their ways, you will pick up their habits, you will pick up, most importantly, their attitude about life. If you're around cynical, negative people all the time, you will become cynical and negative. So you've got to watch yourself. Many of us are living out 
the lives of other people living out their conclusions, living out of their consciousness. The other thing is that you begin to look at, looking at your life and looking at what it is that you want to achieve. Another crucial thing that you must do is align yourself with powerful people. Align yourself with people that can encourage you, people that can empower you, people that you can learn from, people that you can grow from. But Kamala Harris, she's a real person. She hasn't forgotten where she came from. I'll bet anyone, whatevs, she wore Converse in school on the pavements of Berkeley and Oakland. She's telling people, I'm still me. Jumps out of cars, secret service, Converse on. I'm still me. And side note, as we wrap up this topic, it cracks me up when I pass young people in my black and white checkered vans. And they'll say, young people, they'll say, I love when older people wear hip stuff. She's wearing checkered vans too, about 17. I'm like, actually, you're wearing hip stuff. I'm wearing my regular shoes when I'm not, you know, working or after my ankles healed, of course. But I'm like, Vans have been around since uh, 69, 70, something like that. I've been wearing them since I was 13. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, cool beans, nice shoes. Vans, Converse, quality products. That's where my focus is right now. Quality over quantity. Because quality brings quantity. Investors unite. Vans are my all-time favorite shoe. Boom! Get you some. All right, here's some feel-good news. I spoke a little bit about last week. Jeff Bezos gave Van Jones $100 million to support prison reform and communities. And Chef Jose Andres, $100 million too for his, you know, feed the hungry, that organization. Articles in the show notes. Here's how CNN, ABC, NBC, all the other legitimate credentialed news sources reported it. Great news, you guys. Jeff Bezos gives $200 million to help beat hunger and world uh, and the world and for prison reform to help bring countries, you know, and the world together. That's how the legitimate news sources reported it. Here's how Fox, Breitbart, The Daily Wire, Bourbon, Bunker Boy, Steve Bannon, and all the other conspiracy tin hat wearers reported it. Here's how they did it. Jeff Bezos gave $200 million to Van Jones and that chef. Why? Why'd he do that? What do they have on him? What's Bezos hiding? The conservative propaganda machines of Fox and OWN and Newsmax, Dan Bongino, Steve Bannon, Rudy Trump, all these guys and their soldiers have been drilling into their listeners' heads for years that the tech leaders, like a Bezos, are evil and they're communists. Conservatives can't shut out the tech leaders for their philanthropy that they do because it completely contradicts the image that the conservatives have presented about the tech leaders to their listeners. How can they be commies if they are donating, donating millions and billions to causes that help the world? Do you follow me? I reminded folks a few weeks ago that The Zuckerbergs donated billions to charities that make the world a better place. Jack Dorsey, Elon Musk. (sighs) I I really don't like him, but he's donating millions. He does. He donates. He's, He's too far out there for me. But do you see why Donald Trump hates these guys? I'm telling you, the country's in a fight right now. This is a fight between... Old corporate and new corporate. I've said this many, many times. But when did Trump ever donate anything that wasn't, that he wasn't disguising as a donation to funnel money into his own pockets? I'll wait. When? Exactly. Never. Come on, man. See why he hates these young people? They're using their fortunes to change the world for the better. And when the country and with people are prospering and doing better, the distribution of wealth is more equal and people are prospering, they are less angry and less angry people want to fight. 
See what I mean? Old corporate keeps you poor and broke back mountain with no end in sight but death. New corporate is about paying people their fair share and taking care of them on the job and providing hope for a smooth retirement. Go back to the beginning of the East-West grind to hear all the talks we've talked about on, you know, tech and old corporate and new corporate, please. But I'm telling you guys, all these guys, these tech guys, they're friends. Musk, Zuckerberg, Bryn, Page, Dorsey, Pachaw. They're all friends. And they knew Trump was going to try and shake them down and bully them by calling them to the White House several times and having them called, you know, to the House and the Senate. I'm sure they had a group text going on the shut down all the social medias after January 6th. They were probably all just on, you know, that group going, all right, let's pull the plug. All together, boom, boom, boom. No YouTube, no Twitter, no Facebook, no blah, 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 blah. It's like Trump thought he was in junior high school again and he could scare the nerds out of their lunch money. The game has changed, y'all. Leonard Hofstetter is cool. Sheldon Cooper is cool. Amy Farrah Fowler is cool. Bullies are old news. And once again, most bullies end up in trailer parks, drunk-ass drunk, pretending they are Al Bundy. Because that's all they got, are the memories. And circling back, before we close out this segment on Chef Jose Andres and Jeff Bezos and Van Jones again, how it's being reported for this, for these guys that are given, this guy, this Bezos guy, giving away $100 million dollars, to these two guys to help their charities and to help humanity. How it's being reported on one end, on the news, the regular news, the news that have been around forever is what a great thing this is. What a great thing this tech leader has done. Giving $200 million, writing a check and saying, please go help the people. That's how it's being reported. And on the other end, you're getting... There's got to be something. There's got to be some ulterior motive. It's being reported that Jeff Bezos did that, gave away $200 million, but it's leading you to believe that there's some malicious intent or some sort of cover-up, other than it just being, you know, this, this, this richest person in the world just giving millions of dollars to help. <sighs> See the difference? All right, let's get into Matt Gates. It's just a matter of time with this bozo too. Articles in the show notes. That tax collector cohort of his is fucking singing. Sugar daddy apps, text messages, receipts, Venmos. But I told you guys, I fucking told you, this guy was going to get into some crazy sex scandals or sexual harassment bullshit just from how he looked and act, how he acted. He's not a stateswoman or statesman. He's a fucking frat boy. 30 years I serve the public. In all classes of society, in every race, in every community, there are assholes in all of those I just named off. And I've served them all. I know what they all look like. Ash, remember that episode where I told everybody, Just what was on deck for Matt Gates with that Christmas Twitter video of him drinking and dancing with his interns. Remember that? Let's play that clip for our friends, old and new. Listen to February 21st. This is on February 21st. Of course, the episode of the East West Grand Podcast. Just a clip. About three minutes. Ash, please. BRB, guys. But at Christmas time, Matt Gates shares uh, karaoke videos with staffers. You know, they're dancing and singing. Their staffers are rubbing his back. They got zero rhythm. But hey, Matt Gates, that stupid Christmas video is going to get you a sexual harassment case that the taxpayers are going to have to foot the bill for because you are a United States congressman. And we pay for your success, which are, I don't know, 
Do you? But Congressman Gates, you're partying online and flying all over the country to talk shit about your own colleagues. That is a bitch move, Congressman. A bitch-ass move. Florida, this guy is a frat boy and he is pandering to the frat boy youth online as a party guy like, whoo, party at Congressman Gates' house. Why would anyone want a congressman that's wasting tax dollars and online like he's in, you know, the movie Animal House? But not only, Congressman Gates, are taxpayers paying for your successes, we pay for your failures too. That karaoke video, that Christmas karaoke video with the the young staffers rubbing all over you is a failure. And if I'm a Floridian, I call for your removal right now. Why? Because coming from 30 years in corporate food service and the culinary industry, that type of drunken behavior, I'm sure you guys were drunk. You look drunk. We've all been drunk a time or two. So, you know, we know what drunk people look like, how they act, what they do. They let loose and do dumb shit. That's cool, but you can't do that with people you work with. It can and has been considered sexual harassment. That has cost corporations millions upon millions over the decades in class actions and lawsuits. By your behavior, Matt Gates, you have now put your own state's residents at risk of having to pay for lawsuits or class actions that may be caused by you. That video's out there forever. You guys in Florida need to part ways with this guy. Look at his face. He is trouble. He's got that bad boy look about him. And all you Gen X people listening, all you Gen Xers and above, baby boomers, where did all the bad boys end up in your era, in your youth? Where did all those guys end up? It's the Duncan Hunter type of guy. Oh my, goody, goody gumdrops, as Alex Jones would say. I told you guys, Como, Lemon, Maddow, Bannon, Bannon, side note, I told you too, sir, no respect for you at all as I address you, but for your people, the ones that listen to you that also listen to me, thank you guys for being here. I will address you, Bannon, as sir, until it clicks For as many of them as I can reach. And then they can call you an asshole and we can all laugh together. Because that's where I'm at in life. I like to laugh at assholes now. It's reflective, right? As I said earlier, at some point in life, we've all been an asshole. But when we're being assholes, we typically don't think we're being assholes. You know what I mean? Let's be real. It takes growth. And then you're like, "Hmm, shit, yeah, wrong move. We've all been in our teens and 20s and 30s, made mistakes. I sat with your listeners, Mr. Bannon. I've pointed them to the flaws in your argument, sir. I've pointed them to your pardon for stealing from the GoFund, from the GoFundMe border wall that they sent money to. That whole scam. I listened to you. I'm on to your game. You got 19-year-old investigative reporters. Come on, man. I've seen the click of what exposing you looks like. That is a drug opening the eyes of a pawn so big that they now want to be a player, a voice in the game. Mr. Bannon, your listeners had no real chance on January the 6th. A bunch of addicts, respectfully and severely misled, Some mentally unstable. Those two usually go hand in hand. Let's be real. But that was just a branch of the Trump supporters. Your That was your Trump supporters. 70 million people voted for Trump. They weren't there acting crazy that day. But I see you guys, Mr. Bannon, I see you guys on life support down there at the war room pandemic. Folks, Steve Bannon, before the insurrection... He didn't need sponsors. He didn't have them. He had investors. They were spouting off coordinates of this and that and encouraging people to take their place in history for this Spartacus moment. He was at the top of the podcast list. I don't even follow that shit, those rankings. I don't follow them. Should I be? I don't know. 
But all I know is Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani are hawking gold and silver and apocalypse powdered buckets. Buckets of powdered food for when the world ends. And I'll ask again, because I want to know, why does anybody need to buy apocalypse buckets with food if we're all going to die? Isn't that what an apocalypse is? Everybody dies? Raise your hand if you don't see the con yet. If you raised your hand. I don't know. I mean, I'm even hawking legitimate cream that NFL players use. Nobody needs powdered buckets of food, man. You guys are scraping it. You and Borat Giuliani. Damn. Newsmax and OWN, articles in the show notes, now being sued by the voting machines for their lies, which contributed to the January 6th insurrection as well. I'm telling you guys, all these guys end up like Gawker. Gawker Hulk Hogan. Look that up. What's next? Well, you guys, in tonight's very first official, official Housewives of Fox News. Ba, ba, ba. How do you guys like the theme song for these young ladies? We got Jesse Waters, the entire cast and crew of Fox and Friends. Mm. Tucker Carlson. Sean, I used to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, right. Sean Hannity. Laura. I'm in the closet. Ingram, I don't know. Maybe she kind of reminds me. I don't know. I know my people. All right, guys. Let's welcome the queen. The queen bee of lies and bullshite himself to the spotlight. Welcome, Tucker Carlson, to today's episode of the Housewives of Fox News. Yes, he is. Oh, my goody, goody jump drops. All right, Tucker Carlson, guys. Tucker Carlson focuses on nothing but AOC, even from Hungary. All day, AOC, AOC. AOC is like a sophomore in politics. Sophomores don't have a lot of pull. Juniors and seniors rule the school, right? Or the Democratic Party. This is how desperately housewifey Tucker is. AOC is young. She's got a lot of very progressive ideas. That's why the juniors and seniors are there. There's balance of ideas. That's what's going on in the Democratic Party. What's going on in the Republican Party? Mr. Carlson? Congresswoman Gates? Congresswoman Green, Boebert, these guys are all over the propaganda networks, and these are elected officials. What are you guys doing over there? And I don't mind being the person that says, I told you so to these guys. I told you they were all going to be trouble. Go back to the very beginning. We talk about it. You can even find some, you know, redone clips from here. Some, ha ha, look at this, look at that. Yeah, 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 you can find that. None of these guys are pointing to the problems within their own parties. They just keep having each other's backs. Even with all the legal shit going on in the Republican Party, call it out. I don't have a problem calling out the trash going on or the shenanigans in the Democratic Party. Why do you guys have problems calling out wrongdoing on your side? You got to start with your side before you can come over and start talking shit to the Democrats. You got to clean up your own backyard. I was taught that. And that being said, you guys, Tucker Carlson, you sound like a 15-year-old girl complaining about everything. And for that reason and so many more, Tucker Carlson, you, sir, are our reoccurring asshole of the week. You are our reoccurring, reoccurring. Can I get that word right? Help me out, Ash. 
Tucker Carlson, you, sir, are our reoccurring asshole of the week. That's our show, guys. I got to rock and roll. I know I promised you more about the move and the experiences, and I'll get to that. But here's what I want you to know right now. I am in Sumter, South Carolina, and I have not experienced this much Southern hospitality. I've never experienced Southern hospitality because this is my first time here. And I tell you what, I stick out like a sore thumb here, and these guys treat me with nothing, me, my family, nothing but respect, hospitality. It's so refreshing. I'll get into more of that later, but I'll tell you what, guys, I'll see you soon. And as always, remember to subscribe, share, subscribe to get all the downloads. Help us keep moving this. Fremont, thanks so very much. I love you guys so much. Check out the website, you guys. Send us your emails at info at East West Grind. We seek answers just like you guys, man. I got your back, guys. Peace. See you next week, all right? Hang in there with me.